Hi, I'm Abby, and this is We Have Notes, a podcast for the pop culture obsessed and the people who love them. I am, if you're listening to this on Thursday, the day it comes out, I'm in New York City for a camp fundraiser for experience camps. I'm very excited um, to see all my peeps. And I wanted to say that um, if you wanted to get involved and donate, obviously this is one of our big fundraisers, like the New York one. Um, as I've talked about on them before, Experience Camps is a camp for grieving children who have lost a parent or a sibling or a primary caregiver. And it is my favorite place in the world and my like holds my whole heart. Um, you can go back and listen to the episode with my friend Robin Del Monte and we talk about it a bit. And also she's hilarious. Uh, anyway, uh, if you go to experiencecamps.org, um, you can always donate there because um, camp is free for all the kids, which is a really important um, aspect of it because it, it lets a lot of kids who could never go to camp in, in any circumstances come. And um, but if you go to experiencecamps.org, you can you can donate there. But also there's a really awesome auction happening with some really cool stuff. If you wanted to bid on it, you don't have to be at the event. I think there's still tickets to the event, too. So if you're in New York, come see me tonight. Um, and. Yeah. So anyway, that's and there's one coming up in Miami if you happen to live in Miami um, in November. So check that out. And you can also read more about camp, all that good stuff. And I also I know you've all been waiting with bated breath since last week to find out what's going on with my Harry Ween costume. In a very unshocking twist, I decided, duh, obviously I go with like an iconic 70s Stevie look. So I'm in the midst of putting that together. There's a crochet hat situation. There's feather earrings. There will be bell sleeves. There will be a chunky boot. Um, there will be a lot of spinning in said outfit. I'm very excited about it. So yeah, I'm like back and forth to New York right now. I don't know. I'm acting like it's like a commute, um, which is fine. That's how I like it. Uh, in the meantime, back to business, pop culture business. I just finished watching Made on Netflix with um, Margaret Qualley, who is Andy McDowell's daughter, and Andy plays her mom in this. Uh, it's a, sh- a series on Netflix based on um, a memoir by Stephanie Land, who um, that's called it's called Made also but it's made hard work, low pay and a mother's will to survive is the name of the book, which I had not read. Um, a number of my friends, I guess had read, I, I missed this book, but it was, it was a bestseller. Anyway, it's about, um, Qualley plays a young woman who is escaping an emotionally abusive relationship with her young daughter. And it's really like the trials and tribulations and, and struggles and trying to, to make ends meet. She, she goes to work for as a, at a, as a maid at a maid service, but she's also a, a writer and she journals about her experiences and, and it's just, it's, it's so good. I wept at the end. Margaret Qualley is so great. She was really compelling on screen. Andy McDowell is her, um, not mentally always stable mother. Who's an artist. Um, her dad is played by Bella's dad from Twilight. Billy Burke is his actual name, but he's just Bella's dad. He's Charlie Swan. 
Um, the, Nick Robinson plays the the ex, the father of her daughter, Maddie. Um, he was in. Um, he's very sweet and charming in the in Love Simon. If you saw that, um, and he was also in that Kate Mara show, A Teacher, where she's like the teacher who has an affair with her student, which I watched on Hulu. I don't think I had the pod then, but I talked about it in the newsletter. And he's, everyone is very good in this movie, or this movie, this television show. Um, it is filled with an enormous amount of high music. So, sold, I'm in. Um, it's It's like in Washington State, so it's also quite lush, but it's, it's hard to watch at times, I would say, not because it's so good, but you're just like, oh, my God, another thing is going to She Just when you think she's figuring something out and getting on her feet, like circumstances knock her back down again, which I think is the reality of so many people living, you know, at and below the poverty line. And you see kind of this this tally of like the money ticking away and like that, you know, literally needing that like one dollar more for gas to get somewhere. Um, sometimes I was just like, I can't watch anymore right now because I know something's going to fuck this up for her and I'm going to be devastated. Um, but it's, it's really good. Um, Anika Noni Rose is, uh, in it as kind of a wealthy client who, whose character evolves a lot over the course of the show. I, I highly recommend it. It's very good. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very into Margaret Qualley. You know, she's dating Jack Antonoff now. You know, long, long time Taylor Swift collaborator Jack Antonoff likes to get real fiery on the guitar licks in August. Um, the song, August. Anyway, I, I, that's one that I would definitely recommend. And also I wanted to call out on a very different vibe that the new season of The Babysitter's Club is out on Netflix, which I did not realize until today. And I'm so excited about it. I thought that first season was so delightful. And as a person who grew up on the baby like devoured all the babysitters club books I they always hold a special place in my heart but the series is so well done and um I'm very excited to delight in it again and probably take some fashion cues from young Claudia Kishi because she's so cool she was so cool to me as a kid reading the books they the way they style her on this show is phenomenal I love the actress who plays her it's great the other thing is, you guys, there is so much stuff coming out on October 15th, Friday. I, like, I can't. So the new Halloween movie, Halloween Kills, that's coming out. We will be able, you can see it in the theater, but you can watch it on your TV, too. I believe it's HBO Max. Jamie Lee, Michael Myers, Kyle Richards, icons all will be in this film. So excited. Michael Myers scares the shit out of me more than almost any other slasher. Um, I'm I'm just can't wait. Then we've got Adele's new song drops on the 15th at midnight UK time. The reboot of I Know What You Did Last Summer, which is becoming an Amazon series, October 15th. And the new season of You on Netflix with Penn Badgley and Victoria Pedretti. And as we know... Scott Speedman. Scott motherfucking Speedman. So, and then I, that the last duel, that Matt and Ben period, whatever. I am not really that interested in seeing it, but I am interested in, I feel like there might be some like funny chatter around it. I mean, I'll watch it at some point, maybe. 
I don't know. I, that was that's a tough sell for me, even with Matt and Ben. So, all things to look forward to. We have so much content. I'm sure I'll be talking about some of those things some more. But today, I have a great guest. My friend Gina Way is here, and we are going to talk about. The Sopranos prequel movie, the Chappelle special, some only murders in the building, a dash of Diana. It's a really fun conversation. So I will be right back with Gina. This week's guest is yet another one of my beauty editorial OGs. She is literally one of the best in the game and has the biggest, brightest smile and twinkle in her eye that I really enjoy. Um, I, when I, while I don't really write about beauty that much anymore, which sometimes makes me sad, Gina Way does the most amazing work for everyone from Marie Claire, Harper's Bazaar, Oprah, Cosmo, The Cut, Vogue, Refinery29, so many more. And she's also doing like a ton of content consulting for skincare brands, some of whom... I think would very much benefit from her services, if my my internet usage is to say anything. Um, when I say her brain contains an insane amount of skincare treatment, product, surgery, all of that, all around beauty knowledge, that's a massive understatement. She's literally interviewed every major player in the biz and isn't afraid to share her opinions, which shocker is one of the things I like most about her um she wrote this amazing piece last spring about not judging women who get Botox or other cosmetics procedures to which I say a fucking men uh but Gina is not only a beauty expert she is also a diehard pop culture obsessive and I'm so excited to dive into all of that today basically to take like our Instagram DM and like followings of each other conversations into onto this podcast um, and really one of my favorite things about doing this show is like reconnecting with people or connecting in a different way. And I'm very excited to dive into a bunch of stuff today, including the new Chappelle special, a little Sopranos, some murders in the building and a lot more. So please welcome my lovely friend, Gina Way. Hi, Gina. Hi, that's so cool. I'm excited. Oh, I do I'm feel excited. like, uh, I'm the Elaine Stritch of the beauty business. You totally are. That's a per. That's a per. Better skin though, but you know. Better, she's... but equally great legs. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's a huge compliment. But you are. Around. You're such a. You're like the comedian. You know. I love Elaine Stretch. I, I do you. too. I do too. Well, thank you. I'm excited about this. If the only I thing know. I like more than um or like is not even the right word obsessed is the right word. Um, I'm obsessed with skincare. True. Obsessed. Sick. Yes. And then also obsessed with TV. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's ridiculous. I'm, I'm stoked that we could talk about some of these things. I just got to get some stuff off my chest. I know. It's like, this is the platform where we can unload about these things that like, we might not otherwise be able to, you know? Yeah. So good. So good. Um, so, I mean, we have so many things to get into. Oh, by the way, thanks for mentioning that Botox article, because I, oh. I almost thought like, oh, my, am I going to get canceled for this? But because uh, you never know when you're going to get canceled. It's like getting hit by a bus, like right could happen. So uh, but uh, I love that piece. So thank you. I it's loved it, too. It was personal. really great. Mm -hmm. It was wonderful. It was like wonderfully written. I absolutely agree with you. Like. Let people let's 
do you. And that's kind of like the, yeah. menta- I'm, the mentality I have on this podcast, too. It's like, great. I have a lot of opinions about things. But yeah. like, it, you know, and also it's like, OK, well, I like this corny show. So like, cool, I'm going to talk about, you know, like uh, you don't have to like it. It's like I want to do this stuff. You don't have to do it. Let's not get on each other about it. You know, like I, I personally am pro Botox and pro things that make me look younger. And I'm fine with that. And I don't think it makes me any less feminist or like any of those things. So I agree. I'm I'm yeah. just as real as I ever was. Exactly. And I will link out to that story in my newsletter and uh, in the podcast in the podcast show notes. Oh, too, so if anyone who hasn't read it, but I feel like it went like it, it like had a little virality to it. Like I feel like everyone was talking about it. It was very buzzy. Oh, good. Yeah. It got a little bit of traction, which was nice. And um, what's funny is usually uh, for me, writing is like pulling teeth. <laughs> it's, it's difficult, you know? Yeah. And um, well, that story just, I just, I wanted to write it. I pitched it and I wrote it and it just wrote itself. I mean, it was just, I, yeah. Brian Underwood, who is my um, editor, just let me be me and be funny and be real and yeah it just uh was fun yeah that's the writing for me that just like is the like it's not always it's never easy but when it comes like that when I'm like oh I saw this in my head I knew what I wanted it to be and then when you're allowed to actually do it it's yeah awesome I mean that's what the newsletter is because that's why I was like well this is just me like but I think well writing is like every writer will tell you writing sucks like we all do it, but we're every, every writer is like, yeah, it's the hardest thing in the world. It, so, it is. It is. Those times when it flows like that feels so good. And then yeah. to have an editor who's like not in there then being like, nope, nope, nope. Oh, that understands yes. like yeah. Yeah. my personality and everything. Yeah. No, that's very rare. So that's, yeah, I got that's lucky. awesome. That's awesome. So, okay. So where should we start? Okay. Well, I was thinking maybe we start with the Sopranos and the mini scenes. All right. Um, um, let me just say that yesterday I took a very deep dive and I'm going to say that this is not for everybody, uh, really, but there is a podcast called Talking Sopranos. Have you heard about this? No. Okay. Well, tell me, tell it me everything. is Michael Imperioli and Steve Sharippa have done this podcast for, I think it's been about a year, so I'm late to the party, but they have gone over in great detail. And interviewed, like, stars of the show. Um, Michael Imperioli, of course, is Christopher. Christopher. I mean, Christopher. are we really, are we talking, are we going to explain the Sopranos? But um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> for those who don't know, I don't know why you're listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they talk about, the, the their last episode, podcast episode, was about the many saints of Newark. Oh. And they had pretty much everybody on it. it it lasted longer than the movie it was almost three hours I, I oh just God. went so deep into that rabbit hole and I was just like wow what okay a, what yeah that's well that's kind of a trend <laughs> like I didn't realize they were doing that show because a lot of like Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey do that for The Office and like oh. Rachel Bilson and Melinda Clark have like an OC one I um, did not know that but I didn't know they were doing a, a Sopranos one, which to absolutely makes sense. So just to set the stage yeah. for any of you who don't know, The Many Saints of Newark is the kind of Sopranos prequel movie. I mean, to categorize it, that just came out last week. Um, it is, you know, David Chase, the original creator, and like wrote this movie. And 
it's kind of, I mean, there's a young Tony Soprano. There's a lot. We'll get into more of it, but it's on HBO Max. It's also in theaters. I watched it at home. I, um, and yeah, so it's set in Newark. <laughs> That's what the title tells you. I mean, how would, how would you set up the movie to people? <laughs> That that's pretty much says it. And I mean, the thing to know about it is it's it's a of course Tony Soprano, young Tony Soprano, played by the great Michael Gandolfini, who is Yes, he was wonderful, um, I thought. James Gandolfini's son. He, I mean, he was perfect, really, I thought. And um, And he was used like the right amount, I thought. Like it I thought so too, except to be honest, I guess like all good things you want more. Like I wanted more of him. I, I just yeah. I, I loved him. And I well, love the way that it was marketed. Story. The way it was marketed was it was more of a him story than actually the movie is. Right. I think. I I I hundred percent agree because it's really about Dickie Moltisanti, who is Christopher's father, who we never have met before in the Sopranos. Right. Uh, played by the exceedingly good looking. Alessandro Nivola. Yes. Well, do you remember? I was thinking about Alessandro Nivola because he's, I think he's excellent in it too. And excellent. Do you remember in like the late, I remember when I was like at Jane in like 99, whatever, 2000, something like that. And he was like going to be like the it thing. Like he was like the, like the, like he had a moment where it seemed like he was going to be the guy in Hollywood. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then it like didn't really happen that way for him. Not that he hasn't worked steadily and had like a very good career, but like like he was like the next big thing kind of. Yeah, totally. And now at 49, like this is his big break, which is kind yeah. of ridiculous, but he's just such an excellent uh workmanlike actor who's been around forever and you know, he finally is getting his due, which he deserves because yeah. he was great yeah. in it. Yeah. So yeah, it's telling like kind of Dickie story. It's it's the it's the like is it the late sixties? I guess yes. Um, and um and Dickie it turns out to be Tony's mentor, um yes. and father figure. Um, but I mean, I kind of went into watching. It. I mean, as a Sopranos fan, I went into it. I'm gonna love it. Like it was, I had to kind of calm down because my expectations yeah. were really high. I was like super excited, and um, and I, you know what? I loved it. I I do have some quibbling. I I, I, have, I do too a little bit, but I did. I enjoyed it so much, and then by the end, that Sopranos ro- music rolls in, and I was like, oh, God, what that a is a show I've watched. I've watched that whole show, all, all the seasons, all the all the episodes twice. I'm considering it doing it again, actually. And I never skipped the intro. I love that song. I know. Never skip the intro. So, okay. So I was going to ask you if you would, I have never rewatched it. And I oh, know a lot it. of people did like during the past like year and a half and stuff. And I have heard that like younger people who weren't like of the age, whether they weren't even born yet, God forbid, or God, like were just Jesus. young when yeah. it was on, um, have been or didn't watching have it, HBO awesome, or didn't have HBO or whatever it is. And so I'm like, I got to rewatch it. Cause I was a, I mean, I was religious in watching it, you know, every Sunday night while it was on, you know, in real time. It, like, it definitely serves it up for a, um, rewatch, um, it it just gets better and better. I'm not kidding. And I, I honestly was thinking of just doing it again because I, I realized how much I miss James Gandolfini, who I just think is like oh. so just he was such a great actor, not just as Tony Soprano, but yeah, 
in everything on stage as well. And, um, so I just, the show's good and it's funny too. It's a great show. Oh God. It's, it's so, I know. I mean, I love, I mean, I put it in my top five always, but I'm like, why haven't I, I have never, I mean, I've never rewatched, like I've never rewatched Mad Men either. Like I need to. No, I haven't done that. It's, it's, some things just don't uh, pan out for a rewatch, but this one does. I, I highly recommend it. I think I'm going to do it maybe this winter when it like gets It's a good, yeah. (laughs) And they're just eating pasta and stuff. And I'll be like, oh yeah, pasta looks so good. Yeah. Then follow up each episode with like talking Sopranos. But I think like the, like the Dickie stuff and like the stuff with Vera Farmiga as Livia. Okay, Soprano I want to ask your thoughts about Okay, okay. Pros- so what were you, yeah. prosthetic noses. So I uh okay, so Billy Magnuson who plays Polly is wearing a prosthetic nose as probably he should. And um and Vera Farmiga wears a prosthetic nose to play Livia. Was that distracting for you? It wasn't for me, though I hmm. did have to double take and go like, is that fair for me? That's fair for me, right? And then I like mm-hmm. looked it up because I was like, I thought she was in the Wait, is that? It is. Okay, it is. Um, it wasn't for me, but I can totally see how it could be. I mean, prosthetic noses uh, trip me out. It, it, they, they are very distracting when you know the actor. So I was thinking like, oh, my God, I couldn't stop thinking for a little bit. I got yeah. used to it, but I couldn't stop thinking like, oh my God, that looks like Nicole Kidman's nose from the oh hours. My, from the hours. Now that, that was a distracting nose. I thought I never got over it. I never, I will never recover from that nose. I can't. I can that see it right so now. If I, close, if I close my eyes, I see it. I can see it. I can see it. It was. <laughs> and why? Why? Did, did, was that necessary? Like, was it? I, mean, I don't, is that what got the, I, she got the Oscar for that. <laughs> I mean, I know we're taking a left turn sure. here, but like, I, I don't uh, think we needed it. But I don't. And think uh, but obviously, that's all I remember from the movie. To be honest with you, I mean, it kind of is. is it? I've only seen that movie once too. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, God, why did they? It's like you didn't have to. Do, was everyone just like so? Like make her set? look uglier? I don't know. I guess. Okay, here's. Here's another but, one. But for, I did um, think like Vera for seeing this stuff about like the Tony and Livia, the relationship felt so interesting yeah. and true to see like teenage Tony interacting yeah. with his mother and knowing how adult Tony and his mother like that was really interesting. Oh. And super... some of my and some of the best writing and stuff in the movie I thought was some of their Um their who scenes. also gives you like um a kind of view into Tony's um depression and anxiety and that it was like really in his DNA and um and how that kind of thing was looked at differently you know just a few Uh, decades ago so I thought that that was really interesting and she is such a great actress um I, I, I thought I thought all that stuff was great um what did you think of two? What did you think of two Ray Liotas? And if I had a, if I had it was a band, very confusing I'd name to that, me. Name it that. <laughs> it was very confusing to me at first. I was like, wait, what did Is, I? Did he not? He, did I look at my I, phone are we or something? Spoilers here, but can I say like, are you yeah, still alive? Yeah. I mean, what? I was and so now confused. he's like a. This one's a Buddhist. I'm like, what? This happened. <laughs> 
Did they like how ha- is that what they had to do to get Ray Liotta? They're like, you can have two parts. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> is it we don't know. We don't know. Uh it I also didn't I love Ray Liotta, so two Ray Liotas is fine with me, but it was a little distracting. And uh, you know, it's totally Sopranos-ish because they go in weird directions sometimes. Yeah. But <laughs> I got confused. I didn't get confused. I was confused. Right? I, I, I didn't get confused, but I was like, wait, is, did I miss something? Like, did, I was no, like, did, did anybody say, like, in a voiceover, like, oh, my dad had an identical twin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, like, I think the, the two words identical twin might have been like, throw that in the script. I mean, I guess you were just supposed to infer that when Ray Liotta showed up. I know. <laughs> I'm like, wow, they, they really look alike. Yeah, like it's like identical cousins. Like I don't know. It was weird, though. I will say, like with all the other, like the casting, like we were just talking about, like Alessandro and Vera, and mm-hmm. the weird double Ray Liotta. But I did love. I did enjoy, like the casting of the characters that we know. Oh from, yeah, from The Sopranos. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed, and I thought people did a really good job. For me, for the most part, Same. it didn't feel like they were doing like caricatures they but it, it was like oh there's the the character ticks that i know yeah. from uncle junior and like from like it was great i was like oh yeah that just feels like a young uncle junior like cory soul was so i love cory soul oh, he he's can amazing. get it he can get it every day he is four times incredible. a day Here's another here's another movie I think about I think about him and how hot he was in it. Uh was what was that Woody Allen movie uh where they're in Paris and Owen Wilson is in it? Oh. Midnight in Paris. Midnight in it? Paris. I think and he played it. Ernest Hemingway. Oh yeah. Hot. Cause he had yeah. a wig on. I mean, I don't wanna I mean, he's hot anyway, but wow. That was he the was first hot. time I ever saw him. I'm like, who's that guy? He was hot on um it's all these, sorry, all these canceled people. He was hot on House of Cards. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh my God, you're totally right. I'm That's like, its well. own podcast. Let's talk about Woody Allen now. Let's talk and Kevin Spacey. Let's, talk about- <laughs> Let's take this down. Um, but and he's also, I watch Billions and he's been on the, like, the latest season of Billions. Um, oh God, he's in everything. Yeah, he's everywhere. He's he hot is. though. He's really hot, and he's he was great. Like su- he's he had like perfect as Corrado. He was so great because he had like the sense of humor, but then also you're like, oh, but you're terrifying. Like you can be terrifying, but you're yeah. also like yeah. funny and um, so petty. Obviously, so petty. So Corrado. Wow. So petty. I mean, to the extreme. I, I mean, um, somebody so, else you see a lot of in life is Leslie Odom Jr. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Like, so I was gonna is say he in everything. What? Is he, he really everywhere? Yeah, he's everywhere and he's so talented. But yes, I have to say. So the one like larger quibble I have about the movie is it felt like it was like very disjointed and it was trying mm. to tell too many stories for me. Agree. Like, uh, yes. like it was like there's like kind of the history, the like the Dicky story, the like, mm-hmm. you know, like what was actually going on in that time mm-hmm. in the mob in Newark. Right. And Mm -hmm. then there's like, and Tony's a part of that because he's, it's his family. Right. And then, but then there's Mm kind of like the young, how Tony is becoming Tony. 
like teenage mm-hmm. Tony's story. And then you get into like the racial discord in Newark and like how that was all going on and what was happening with the mob and 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 all of that, which is an interesting story. I just don't know how they all they get felt a little disjointed all in the same movie. I for me, 100 percent. Yeah, totally. And while I I totally like that, too. And I thought this could be its own. Like it was really interesting and it was all good. It was just like this maybe needs its own thing. Um, I agree. Totally. Um, it took me away from the Sopranos mythology, which is what I was like wanting to like dive into and right. s- like swim in. And so it kind of did that. Uh, it, it, what felt disjointed to me too. Although I thought Leslie Adam Jr. is just so charismatic and, oh, yes. and wonderful. Yes. And, um, and I loved also, cause, um, I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a gay man inside, and um, I love Leslie Odom Jr. singing on Broadway, and I love Patina Miller, who was in Pippin, and she played his wife and when when that oh. first scene comes up i'm like oh my god it's oh, so this is like Miller. a whole you're like oh, i wanted out. them to just like so i i know leslie Adam jr's background but i didn't know her background okay oh my god i so saw she's in five times she's amazing yeah <laughs> i love it i'm, I'm a total geek no geek. one of my guy one of my guy friends in college he wasn't one of like my best friends but he was like one of you know one of my guy friends in my our group and he played soccer but then he also got he like got into theater like kind of later in college. And then in like our I think it was our senior year, he was the lead in Pippin. And it was really oh, great. Yeah. Loved it. Corner of the sky. That is so cool. But that's the first time I saw Pippin was a performance at Duke University in the <laughs> late 90s. <laughs> that's awesome. I love yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah. There's never a bad He was Pippin. like a total jock. And then he was like, I'm auditioning for and we were like awesome dude like go for it I didn't I know you could sing and then that, he, we um, learned he could sing it was awesome how beautiful is that I love oh, it I love that um Michael Gandolfini by the way said on Talking Sopranos that I dosed on yesterday um that he ended up doing sort of a similar thing he was playing soccer and he was like the center on the football team don't they call them centers I don't know and um yeah there's a center on the football team. oh there's that's a center a, that he is, said he that was is a, a position that's a position <laughs> and he quit all that in order to like study acting and he realized he wanted to be in plays and musicals and oh. things like that so same same idea I saw um I I have so much love for him like I did like oh, transferring love. the love for James yes. and like and just what a big-hearted man like everybody says <sighs> like anyone who has like worked with him and they all call you know it's like Jimmy Gandolfini and um and I saw the f- first interview I saw with Michael like in the promo for this movie he and John Bernthal were on the Today Show and they oh, just yeah, had like a, a lovely rapport together and like mm-hmm. John was like so proud of him and like and he you know and it was like he was being interviewed by like savannah and hoda it was like a lovely nice Mm -hmm. interview it was the today show they're not like going but Mm -hmm. it was just like how was it and like talking about his dad and i was just like what a what an experience this must Mm. have been for him and Mm -hmm. to like i mean he was quite young when his father died and yes and he had said that he hadn't really like watched the sopranos and like you know 
because he was young, like when it was on and like when, it, you know, whatever. And I, I can also imagine that it would be quite hard to watch um, after losing yeah. a parent. In some ways it could be wonderful and in some ways it could be hard. And, it, you know, all the different things I can only imagine if like I was watching like a hundred hours of like my mom doing the oh. thing that she was like most known for and then trying to play a part in that like I don't know it's so complex but it was like beautiful and he just seemed like the nicest kid and I was just like oh my god I, I want to give you all the hugs like the same way I wanted to give James Gandolfini all the hugs I have all the same feelings you have all of them like you just said everything I want to say I I just feel like there's so much goodwill for this kid and he does seem like a great kid and he's also super talented I mean yes. it's not yes. just he that he good. looks like his yeah. dad and yeah. he was actually saying on this talking sopranos thing that he had to work at getting being in that body you know what I mean like yeah. the movements the way he held his shoulders the, the way shoulders. You know, the way that he's like, he's like uh, saying how his dad would use his eyes a lot, look up a lot, you know, so mm -hmm. the way that he would look up the way that he was doing all that stuff that just not, you know, it's, it doesn't, didn't come naturally just being his son. So he had to actually work on it. I just thought he was so good. He was also really good in the deuce. If you ever saw that. You know show. what? I never watched the deuce. Oh, it's I, good. I know that, that was that, another, that, that was two James Franco's. If we're really, should we count? Like, <laughs> should this be a drinking game on like who's canceled? <laughs> and there's two of them. It's like two Ray Liotta, but not that Ray Liotta is not canceled as far as we know, but no. two James, I did. James I feel like That's I watched like the cancellation. Yeah. And there were two of him in that. And that I feel like I work. watched like the, I watched maybe a couple episodes of that. Right. Cause it was Maggie Gyllenhaal, right? Yes. And she's, yeah, so I watched a little bit of it. Um, yeah, I'm she's excited the, for her movie that she directed. Oh, I'm so excited. I think she is badass. She is so good. Such a great actress. So smart. She was so great in the deuce. Um, I feel like she could, her do and her and Peter Sarsgaard are like the poster children for Brooklyn. Like, Oh, so cool. Yeah, <laughs> just it it just makes me like it just the coolest. They're the coolest. That's the coolest place. Everything. Yeah. Um. Totally yeah. Great. Totally. Totally. And uh, yeah. So I'm excited for that. But I think I think the other thing is like there's there seems to be a door open to do more with this like in the prequel land, like which I hope the they Sopranos? do. I hope yeah. so. Um. Maybe. You never know like with more. David Chase, right? I know I mean, he's I like know. you know he's like a he's a genius, but yes. But he also you like, you never know. He might be like, you, no, right, no more. Because he also so. his thing was he didn't want to do. He always wanted to be like a filmmaker, and I feel like was it on, I like, just Mark Maron or something like a oh. while ago. It wasn't a new oh. Mark Maron. It was like an old. I think it's like an older Mark Maron. But I feel uh -huh. like he's like, um. I felt he said he like because he, he was like a TV writer in the, you know, in like the seven, like for Rockford Files and like, yeah, the and, Rockford and, Files, which was like, I remember watching like reruns of Rockford Files, like during the day when my mom would have it on and I'd be like, this is so boring. Um, but he was and he had always he had said like he felt like he gave up his filmmaking dreams and he sold out to television and like episodic television and da da da. Mm -hmm. And then when he did The Soprano, obviously it was television, but it also like reinvented television. Like, yeah, it, it wasn't it like that wasn't like beyond. anything else that was on television. So, I mean, and it was so much more cinematic, but in some ways it was like a 
a workplace television show like the workplace was the mob but it was just so innovative and I I, I mean it's it's hard to describe to young people like who are just entering into the Sopranos verse like how much it was a big deal I mean and how much it just like wasn't like anything we'd ever seen and how much it changed HBO and everything everything like this everything and and just like how I mean I remember just being so stressed on Sunday nights because when it was like a stressful episode and then you were just like I'm just supposed to like go to bed now and like get up and go to work in the morning yeah 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 it was intense it's an intense show yeah Oh, but really, like when that music, when that music, I mean, but of course I like loved Tony, like he's not a good, like he's a complex man, but he was like, you know, he's like her first modern anti-hero on television and all that stuff. But you know, those twinkle twinkle in Gandolfini's eyes. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I mean, he was just so great. And I just don't know who could ever bring that kind of complexity to that role. And what's cool about um, Many Saints is that you see Tony young, but you see him young. Like he's not just he, he doesn't have that complexity yet because yeah. he, he's too young to he's not in that world yet. He's he's still like both of them have this tenderness and yeah. um sweetness at same yeah. that's right there but you know he doesn't have that anxiety and that awfulness yeah. i mean he's still trying to play football and he's trying to get someone to buy beer for him and his friends and like right and doing jokey things like stealing an ice cream truck and stuff right. like that and then but then he also has this mother who's like very complex and like that relationship's complex and a father who's in jail you know Right. Um, what about well, that scene where he meets Cr- baby oh, Christopher? I was literally just about to say that. <laughs> that was crazy. He meets baby Christopher. <laughs> baby Christopher. <laughs> baby Christopher does not like him. <laughs> no. And that was amazing. That was it's so... like, it's <gasps> like he knew. <laughs> it was like, whoa. <laughs> like the and man who would kinda... me into Oh, that last line was great. So good. It was so good. And then the music comes in and I was like, fuck. Oh, I got to watch it again. Just talking about it makes me want to watch it again. I know. I get a chill. I was like, every issue I had with the movie just went away. It went away. (laughs) I don't care about the noses now. Yeah. (laughs) Bring them on. Put a a nose on everybody. I don't care. I really don't. No, I, I loved it. Gina and I recommend this movie. It's on Wait, HBO Max. Th- you can also go to the movie theater if that's safe to do for you. Like, go, but you can also just watch it on HBO Max. Right. It's a good living room movie. Like, I mean, it works. I mean, I watched The Sopranos on TV. Right. You know, it just felt like the natural place, you know? Agre- agreed. It's uh, where I do most of my watching. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> or my bed. Um, okay, another thing that just came out really recently is mm-hmm. the new Dave Chappelle special on Netflix. Yes, I think we both just watched it like last night. Last night. It yes. just came on. It just yes. came, yeah. Um, so it came out on October 6th. Um, this is like the last in a series, like Dave's big, huge Netflix deal. Um, he's had, you know, 
a bunch of different specials on Netflix. Obviously, he's a. I mean, I don't think we need to explain who Dave Chappelle is to anybody. But um, uh, if 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 we do, I'm I sorry. You're listening to the wrong podcast. If you're, un- I mean, not that you have to have watched every single thing, but if you're unfamiliar with Dave Chappelle, like I, I don't know what to tell you. Right. You um, probably don't know The Sopranos either. <laughs> Yeah, you're like maybe one of those people. <laughs> or anything like, else we're about to talk I about. I don't own a TV, and I'm like, you have come to the wrong place. I don't know how you landed here, but you might need to turn the car around. Um, so the latest, so I'm a, like, I'm a huge Dave fan. I love Dave. Uh, I think Dave is one of the smartest people out there, comic or otherwise. I, the special, the the past few specials. I mean, and also if you've paid attention to anything, have drawn um, heat from various communities. Because and and Dave has, is a provocateur. I I do not agree with all the dissent or all the support. Like I think it's much more nuanced conversation than usually happens on the internet. Um, I think it's very complicated, and he tries to tackle some of that in this special i guess <laughs> what would you um yeah i felt yeah. like he did a lot of explaining about stuff that was in the previous specials and like that people are getting him wrong kind of you know um the thing i love about him is well a lot of things i mean he's a master he's i a mean master. his 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 stand up his timing his pauses his like his use of like just old timey words sometimes like he used the word tata and like yeah he's like tata like <laughs> what that's so it's he's just a he's just a very unique uh yes. master of the craft um i would laugh out loud like a lot during this during the closer um yeah the closer that's the name of the newest special yeah on netflix and you know uh two I things th- yeah go ahead I uh, I have been watching that Muhammad Ali documentary. I will get to my point. Yeah, I know. Um, but the Muhammad. Okay, so I'm a little obsessed with that Muhammad Ali documentary. The Ken Burns one is really yeah. Really I haven't start- I haven't watched any of it yet. But I it's very really good. It, it kind yeah. of makes you think differently uh, about a lot of things, and it's really interesting. So. Uh, but I felt like as I was watching the closer and any of his specials, really, but especially this one, um, because he's really treading on uh, dangerous ground, is uh, he is like to stand up comedy what Ali was to fighting in that he dances around and he's going to be provocative and you know it. And then he's going when, but when uh, most often when he does finally punch, it's, it's, he has something to say. He's got a point to make and he makes it whether you agree with it or not. Yes. He dances around it. And with these like stories, like the last story was really great. Yeah. I thought, um, yes. The last, the last bit and, um, and moving. Um, and he he ha- he has something to say and he's going to say it and he's going to do it in a really interesting way and you probably won't agree with it it's like he um when he was on letterman that letterman show or letterman yeah. um interviews one person he said that his comedy was like um i wrote it down actually 
um, they're like, his jokes are like evil Knievel tricks. And he's like, you know, you hope to land them. And yeah, I and you feel like, like you're holding his... your breath and you feel like you're holding your breath sometimes because you're like, what the yeah. fuck is he going to say? Shit, 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 you know, totally, and he wants you to feel totally. like that. Yeah, no, yeah. it's not comfortable. You know, it's not comfortable. But... And I and I do think there were parts of it that I don't there's things that I don't agree with. And there's things where I'm like, I don't know if he's hearing what really what the disagreement is always. Um, right. But. He is saying what he wants to say and he is making his point. And that is like, to your point, like that has always been what Dave's been about. And, and, and again, I say this and I, and I think any, uh, you know, there's the, the, the gay community, the transgender community, um, specifically in recent times has had a lot to say about what Dave is talking about. And I think they all have valid points and they should be allowed to make them. And, you know, that I, as a cis straight white woman, I don't, I don't sit in their shoes and I don't know what that feels like for them. And so I listen and whatever. So I'm not like making a commentary on that, but, um, it, it is, it's interesting to say the least, whether you agree with Dave or disagree with Dave, it's, it's like very, very interesting. Um, what he has to say. And I did laugh at some stuff too. And then I think he raises some really good points that make you think as well, even if you are disagreeing or agreeing, whatever, on either side. I agree with that too. And I think a lot of, a lot of things he was commenting on was that like, I do think that people these days do have a tendency to just read the headline and they're not listening to yes. the whole thing. And as you were, you were saying, <laughs> we sound so serious, like middle-aged white women talking about Dave Chappelle. Yes. Um, but <laughs> what everybody was looking for, <laughs> the, the review everyone's been waiting for. <laughs> this is this is important. So I do feel that um, people read the headline and they're not they're not often nuance is just bypassed at this point for so many things. Um, just look at social media. So um, he's kind of asking you to like, listen, you know, listen to what I'm saying. I'm not, I totally don't agree with everything either, but I'm listening, you know? Yeah. And yeah. And then and, I'll listen uh, to the people who are upset too. I'll like, I'll like try, I try to listen to everybody. And, um, and, Dave, and you know, bottom line, the guy's just funny. I mean, I mean, he's just fucking funny. Like he's always been funny. Um, one of my favorite things to, is when Dave, when he starts to laugh and he bangs his microphone on his knee in like this mm -hmm. very specific way that Dave does. Mm -hmm. It makes me laugh so hard because when he starts to crack himself up and it was he did it less in this special, but like it. It makes me laugh so hard. There's a specific way that he bonks the microphone on his leg. And I don't know. It's just like part of his, you know, like you were saying, his rhythms, his storytelling. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. for most of Dave's life, he has probably almost always been the smartest person in the room. Mm -hmm. And and then he has honed this like comedic style. And and it's how he's able to. It's because he is very smart. He is not like. He is, um, again, whether you agree with him or disagree with him, he is, um, he thinks about things and he has a real opinion and he is, I'm not saying he's educated on every topic uh, that he's speaking of to the, the degree that some people might like, but he is not a, 
he he's so intelligent like he's so fucking intelligent and that's like what makes his comedy so funny and so cutting and whether he's talking about something a really simple day-to-day thing or like a larger societal issue um it's just he's so damn funny i i i um and i do think like there's there's people who will just be like comedy comedians should be able to say anything they want it's just a joke and it's like well i people can tell you if you've hurt them and like and when you know underserved communities and communities that um are under attack by a lot of other different people not necessarily dave like hear themselves portrayed in a certain way they are allowed to have they are allowed to stand up for themselves if they feel you know they want to and i i can't it's like i also don't want all comedy to be bland but i also think there's ways to be funny and not take down other people so it's like not that you know it's just it's also complex again it's the nuance in the conversation that like you have to read behind the headline or like don't just read the punchline of the joke like maybe listen to the whole setup uh yeah, it's it's complex. <laughs> it's complex to say the least. And but that was I will like say the most simplistic way to say that. Right? It's like, oh, <laughs> and I don't mean that as a cop out. I just I I don't know what the answer is, but I do think many voices should be heard and Dave's is one of them, you know? And and I you do You know, I just feel like honestly like he kind of carries the torch for a lot of great comedians like Richard Pryor is one I'm thinking of right now. Yeah. It's like I'm going to be real and I'm going to be harsh sometimes. And, but the bottom line is if you are extraordinarily talented and funny and both of those guys could tell a story like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I, I just feel like, um, that's the bottom line right there anyway, but, um, there's a lot to be said about Dave and, and, I you know, I kind of get it all, but I, I love the guy. And it kind of made me want to watch um, the Chappelle show. Talk about rewatching. I wanted to watch oh, the I Chappelle watch show. Episodes. I watch episodes. Sometimes. They'll pop up on like, com- they would, well, they used to pop up on like Comedy Central. Now there's been all that back and forth because. Are they on Netflix now? They were, but then they took them down because like they weren't being paid properly for it, which I want them to be paid properly for it so it was like a whole back and forth and I don't remember all the details but they used to like pop up on Comedy Central or even like I mean I still have regular cable too so it was like oh I, I don't too. know I just I okay yeah. cool yeah I, 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 I'll just do any more TV just, just all, I, I just add things. at all times. I don't subtract things um and <laughs> then let me tell you that just like we'll find a way to rewatch it it fucking holds up like nobody's business for the most part like it is still makes me laugh so hard. Like I feel like I'm not going to say it's like the Sopranos, but I do feel like what they did with TV at that time was groundbreaking. Yeah. I mean, I, I the stuff they like, I mean, the, the stuff they got away with in the period they were getting away with it is, is like kind of wild when you think about it. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, the first sketch i guess was the blind black white supremacist oh i think God, that yeah. was the first thing that aired in the first in the pilot which is which is insane it's insane that i mean what like i feel like that insane. like sometimes like uh like could that show be made now i don't know i don't know if it could i don't know that it could and it's, I don't so know. that's the thing it's like i mean 
I will still be like game blouses. Um, like, <laughs> would you, like, Dave? Would you like some pancakes when he's doing prints? <laughs> <laughs> it makes me laugh so hard. Or like, I gotta, um, I gotta do a rewatch on you. Got to because, sure. like, I mean, like Clayton Big is like, I didn't say that, Rhonda. Like the the crackhead. Um, it it makes me laugh so hard and. I, it was just, it was like such a, I don't know. I, it's, it's like one of those other things that I hate that it's like, it makes me feel so old, but I'm like, the kids don't understand. Like, but I do think like, they do understand Chappelle's show. I do think like that is now like in the vernacular. Like I'm rich bitch, like game oh, yeah. blouses, I feel like, that's like the print, a- like the, you know, like the, um, all, all, all those famous guys, the racial draft. Like, remember the racial draft? That was no. When I they so the different races were like drafting people and then doing trades, and then, then it was like, well, where does Tiger Woods sit in this? <laughs> <laughs> and it'd be like, we'll give you the, and it was like drafting like famous. <laughs> it was so ridiculously funny and like, but so, but like, really making a point too. I mean, that was the mm-hmm. thing with all of those sketches like there was a real there's a I mean then with all really good stand-up comedy like there's a good there's an insane amount of social commentary going on um and yeah and you know my my ex-boyfriend was involved in that show so yeah okay I was so when you <laughs> told me that I, I I got up off the floor where I fell out of my chair I'm like what and what huh uh yeah no he's and he's amazing too uh and our mutual friend amber and i are gonna go see his show cherry lane theater next yes. week super so, super stoked neil so brennan I, neil brennan i, I mean say. i think i've mentioned him on the show like uh, anyone who listens to this show regularly like that's how i hung out with the beastie boys um Jesus, but, please stop i i'm like what <laughs> okay that's a whole nother well well because so Neil and Dave wrote Half Baked together. Mm-hmm. Tamara Davis directed Half Baked. She oh. was married to she was married to Mike Diamond, Mike D. Right. Yeah. yeah. So oh my god. I was like after Half Baked and before Chappelle's show, though I did like we weren't together when Chappelle's show went on the air, though I will say I did see the pilot before it aired. He showed it to me. But um Holy cannoli. But um yeah, it was cool. I mean, I met That's some, some characters back in the day. Um, and Dave, I loved Dave. Like, we spent some time together, not an enormous amount. But, like, um, he is a funny, funny, nice guy. But um, but everyone, if you're in New York, you should check out. Neil is doing a one-man show called Unacceptable. Unacceptable? I think that's Unacceptable. Unacceptable. And at the Cherry Lane, which is a super intimate little theater in the West Village, which is awesome. And yeah. Funnily I know enough, a couple people who've gone. They said it was really great. I mean, I'm not surprised. He's incredibly oh, talented. I think and it, he's amazing. And now yeah. he's just doing his own thing, which is, I mean, I don't know. Uh, everybody out there, should, if you ha- isn't it on Netflix? Uh, what was it called? Three Mics? Three Mics. I was going to say, like, you should absolutely Three watch is Three so Mics. Good. It's a really um, amazing piece of art, I will say. I was very proud and, of him. And, yeah. And again, like, he has a point to make. He has yeah. a personal... You know, it's very personal. I related to a lot of it. Actually, funnily enough, personal. I hadn't been thinking about, I wasn't thinking, I'm a big stand-up 
comedian person. Like I love stand up. I also like to date them. (laughs) Yes, I um I see. I have a thing for comedians (laughs) and all of their complex emotional issues. I I totally get it. Um, that watch three mics, very, you'll understand. <laughs> very complex, but I um okay. Now I'm really gonna here here I'm outing myself as I've already outed myself as the um as the middle aged white woman that I am, but I have a clock radio, and that clock radio. I have a clock radio. I still set my if I need to set an alarm. That's what I said. I don't use my phone. <laughs> yeah, I trust that rather than my phone, and I don't want my phone in my. I bedroom sleep with my phone out of my bedroom too. That's the thing. Yes, me too. It has to be out of my bedroom. I can't have that. If thing I have a flight, I set the alarm and the phone, but otherwise, oh my God, it's I... just an alarm. <laughs> Are we the same person? <laughs> Maybe. I totally do that too. But then, of course, I can't sleep all night anyway. But then I also I'm have like, anxiety I and I wake up 400 <laughs> times. Yeah. And I just keep looking at it. It's like, oh, two minutes passed. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh I better God, pee it's first. Like, it the, it's just the most <laughs> stressful thing. I can't even like talk about it right now. I'm hyperventilating just thinking about <laughs> my how chest just got tight. <laughs> <laughs> So much anxiety, like my Xanax is in the other room. Um, so I woke up, my alarm woke me up with that, which is maybe not the best thing to wake up to NPR. Oh my God, I'm so white. And it's NPR. It wakes me up and it was, they were doing an interview with Neil Brennan, but I didn't know if, I didn't know it was Neil Brennan at the time I was literally waking up. I'm like, you know, when you think you're having a dream, but you listen to NPR anyway, I, I woke up and I'm like, God, this guy is like, like a male version of me. He's so fucked up. Uh, This is amazing. (laughs) I'm like, oh my God, I love this guy. And he's so funny and he's like so fucked up. And I'm like, oh my God, what, whoever he is, I, I need to know more, you know? And then they said, oh, and Neil Brennan shows at the cherry lane. I'm like, oh my God, I'm buying tick. I bought a ticket that day. Nice. That's great. Yeah. Well, can you imagine how 24-year-old Abby fell hard and fast? I was like, oh, there's nothing like a talented fucked up guy. (laughs) The charm, the intelligence, the humor. Oh. He's also like a nice person, you know? So. um, Oh, no. Anybody could fall. But especially like little baby Abby, who had not lived lived a lot of life yet. And um, yeah. Yeah, but no, I'm I'm so proud of him, and I we're we're friends. I mean, I don't see him all the time, but like if I texted him, he would text me back. Like when he came through Indianapolis, like a few years ago, a couple years ago. I mean, pre-pandemic. I mean, it was more than two years ago now because it's like we've whatever time. Um, he was doing stand-up, and so a couple of my friends and I went, and we all had a drink after. Like you know, it was a it feels like a lifetime ago, but like also like five minutes ago. Sometimes you know what I mean when you're youth, you're just like oh. Um, Everything mushes together. Yeah. Jane Pratt introduced me to him. Um, Wow. Wow. But um, wow. Yeah. So but I someday off air, I'll tell you about my. Yes. We'll save it for the group chat. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But uh, I'm super I I have heard the show is great. I do not doubt that it's great. He was yeah, funny. I'm he was so he was on excited. Seth. He was on Seth the other night and I was laughing. Yes, I saw that. No, he's just like super funny and and he and totally Seth are really original. good friends. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I and so I can't wait to hear. So when are you guys going? In a couple weeks? Uh, I think next week. Next oh, awesome. Wednesday. I can't wait to hear 
what you yeah, guys think. But yeah, and also like Chappelle show. I mean, so yeah, I would say like also like watch the closer. Like it will definitely give you a lot to think about. Whether it makes you mad or makes you laugh or both or you're right. I mean it there I I don't think I'd be hard pressed that anyone watched it and didn't like come out of it with some thoughts and some notes. <laughs> oh, you'll definitely have notes. <laughs> yeah. Um and you might not have gotten through it. I don't know. Like uh but some pe- yeah, some a, people it I might be it annoying and up. turn it off and you might be really offended and that's totally fair and okay. Like, you know. Totally. I get I get all of the feels. But, I, I understand uh, all the feelings, but there are some, of course, some I uh, laughed jo- my ass off many times. Well, you I, know, you should, um, I haven't watched in a long time, but I used to just, when I needed something funny, I would just rewatch Killing Them Softly, which I guess was his maybe oh, yeah, one of that his was early. Like, he was like, a, he was a little baby then. Yeah, he was a baby. So baby, baby Abby and baby Neil were in the audience of that show. Wow. Um, children. We went, we went to DC. Yeah, we were such children. I'm like, God, I thought I knew so much too. And I'm like, poof. What? I still think you, I do and I don't. I know. I'm like, the, but I really, the things I did not know about life at that point. But no, that was really fun. We went to DC for the taping and that was like super oh, fun. So but that cool. special is like iconic. Like it's so it is. good. It is. It's so iconic. It um, I, I 100% agree with that. Okay. Another icon. Do you like my, my transitions? And I love a, this segue. And a piece of art coming out soon on this icon. Spencer, the movie is coming oh, soon. Okay, because I thought you were going to say something else, but we're going to get into that. Oh, we're going to, no, we're going to go. Okay. We're going to go Spencer and then we're going to go that other thing. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, all right. I could have gone uh, either way. I mean, all, icons all around on this podcast today. So many yes. icons. But yes. Ha- okay. But like. Oh, um, I don't even know how to talk. Okay. Well, we want to talk so about So Spencer Diana. is the Princess Diana movie starring Kristen Stewart as Diana that is coming out in November. It. Um, from the critics that have seen it at the film festivals and whatnot is I haven't read full reviews, but because I don't usually love to do that before I see a movie, but they have been, I mean, po- they have been no positive. Spoiler, but you know what happens. I, it's right? not so. about the, it's more about like know, my just take about on like, it. Yeah. It's just again, like, a we know few what days happened to Diana. <laughs> there's, there's right. <laughs> like, oh shit, really? She- but you have a real Princess <laughs> Diana thing. I... Like a deep, a deep princess Diana. A deep, deep, deep. So tell me about your princess Um, Diana. Is that would that be right? That sounds gross. Um (laughs) fetish. Uh well, first of all, okay, so I got really into Diana when I was hired to be to basically be the editor of this like special magazine that Us Weekly was doing about Diana. And it was like the best gig I ever had. It was like just a special issue. And I was like, God, I knew nothing about her. I really never cared. I didn't care about the wedding. I, I just was not a big, I was, just didn't care that much. Wow. So my whole life changed when I did that because I just dug so deep. And yeah. um, I just fell in love with her. And I, I can't really even explain it. I just feel like... Well, she was so extraordinary, but I also feel like I related on. So I was having a very, I divorced now, but I was having a, I was having a bad marriage patch um, yeah. called the end of my marriage and um, <laughs> <laughs> called the final and act. I was like about a man cheating on me and like, oh, do you like not even love me? All those things. And I was like, wow, I really, I related to her kind of like naive girlish young 
frustration with like, wait, isn't Prince Charles supposed to be my prince? Wait, but he's in love with somebody else. What? I mean, I related to all of that. Yeah. Awfulness, like as any girl, like yeah. you could just go right back into those feelings. And then also just, um, she was just such an extraordinary person in so many ways. And so beautiful, like that inside came out in all the photographs. I think you can, I can endlessly look at photographs of her and I'm just intoxicated um, forever. And I yeah. think that a lot of people feel that way. It's yeah. sort of like, in a very different way, Marilyn Monroe-ish. Like, you could just look at a million yeah. images, and they're just, you, you, it, I never get so tired of it. They're so captivating, and there's, like, so much going on, like, in her eyes. <laughs> oh, and she's so, um, I, I think, weirdly, I find her relatable on some level, and then, you know... Well, I think that's the uh, thing about, I mean, the people's princess was a, cause she was, she, she treated people differently than Royals had in the past. Right. But, but I think it's so, so many different kinds of people and, and still, you know, to this day relate to mm -hmm. her and they all find, mm -hmm. they all have different pieces, you know, that they relate to, but it's so fascinating that this person can connect with, and it's, it crosses racial religion, um, socioeconomic like everything there's mm -hmm. it's it's crazy that there are these certain people in history that can connect that way and that people see different parts you know like my friend Robin was talking about when she was on the podcast and she's in her 20s and but she lost her mom when she was like 20 and mm -hmm. Um, she connects to her, her mom loved her, but also she feels like a maternal bond. Like she, hmm. Diana is maternal to her, even mm -hmm. though she's been dead for most of Robin's life, you know, mm -hmm. like it's so interesting, but then you're connecting to her as a woman and a woman mm -hmm. in a you know, and then they, there's just all these different ways people connect to her as a mother or people or older people wanted to mother her. And like, mm -hmm. it's just so fascinating that someone and that's why there's so much. Oh, she's God, still, she's just like a, a, such a resurgence now. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. Um, I don't know. I mean, of course, I'm going to see Spencer. I can't wait. But I, I don't know how I feel about it. I can't really speak to it because I haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure about that casting, but okay. Yeah, I, I think mean, it's she's supposed question. to be great. It's a fair question. I, I guess we'll I all know. wait. We'll all you know? see. I just, it's so interesting though, because there's that like Diana the musical, which is like flopped on Broadway. Oh, I know. <laughs> Jane Larkworthy and I still have tickets to that because it was COVID. <laughs> we, she's like, do you want to go see that? I'm like, okay. And, uh, and then we've, now it's going to be on Netflix. So anybody who's interested in Diana the musical, I think it's going to be yeah. on Netflix next month. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm like, what? We're doing a musical? This is wild. <laughs> And then obviously the crown has finally gotten to, to the Diana years. And then, yes. and that's been a big, which was great thing. And then obviously with everything that's gone on in the current pe members of the Royal family, like nothing, you know, I think also when we're talking about Michael Gandolfini as, um, 
you just have such goodwill yes. towards him because of his dad. I mean, I feel like a lot of people feel that way and feel like they know Harry and and know like know those boys because of their yes. mom and they grew up with them. So they have a lot of goodwill towards them and they have a lot of personal investment, yeah. even though they don't I, know them at all. I do, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm obsessed, for sure. Um, yeah, it's so interesting. And I, I think it'll be... I can't wait till we both see this movie and then yeah because I'm like so interested to like see how it all goes down and like the other casting too like we've only seen this trailer and like trailer's a trailer it's meant to make you excited that's its job and it did and again I they don't have to sell me I'm seeing this movie no I'm like I'm there like I'm literally the market for this movie yeah (laughs) and my only my only question is when will it come on my tv so I don't have to leave the house I know I know I know especially (laughs) that especially that but okay before I let you go there's one other thing we're going to end on a delightful this is my favorite thing this is this is why I wanted thing to talk about this is why we got got, we're going to get ready everybody Okay, so you and I are both obsessed, and many other people, with we are, uh, yes. Only Murders in the Building on Hulu, which is the series starring Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. And just to set it up, um, it is about these three people who live in this apartment building on the Upper West Side, and they are obsessed with a podcast, a serial-type podcast that is hosted by uh, a woman played by Tina Fey. And then they, uh, a crime happens in their own building and then they want to solve this crime and start their own podcast. Only Murders in the Building is the name of their podcast. And it is rife with a million very New Yorky guest stars. They shot in New York. So it's actually a New York show and it feels like a New York show. But I'll, I'll let you take it from here because you are a, you are, you love this show, but you are a real Marty Short aficionado as well. I just want to say... I love Martin Short. I, I think anybody who knows me pretty well knows there may be a restraining order. I'm not sure. Listen, I'm, um, I'm familiar with this type of obsession. It's fine. I love Marty Short so much. My toes are curling. You know when you like, like yeah. somebody? Yeah. I, I love this man. Now, I have very strange taste in men, and he kind of goes against all of those. Um, I, I think James Gandolfini was just hot. Too. Yeah, I'm just gonna yeah. say that. Anyway, sexy. but so sexy, such so sexy. swagger. Oh, so the swag. Se- swag! I love, I love fucked up. I love sensitive. I love like. Swagger. Give me a tortured, sensitive, fucked up, handsome man with swagger. Doesn't Thank he you. need to be handsome? I don't need yeah. handsome. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Uh, but but they become sure- handsome because of all those things. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? Especially the messed up part. Yeah. Um, Especially Marty Short part. goes against all of that because right. he's just none of the, he's just wonderful in every way. And if I could marry one man, if I could have a second husband, which I never will. Thank you very much. Um, I would kill to marry him. I think I he's mean. so amazing. I and did he's tell so him I loved wonderful him once and I oh, think you did he tell me was that. terrified. Where did you um, tell him? <laughs> I told him I loved I think I either said I love you or I'm in love with you. And God help me. <laughs> I hope it wasn't the latter. <laughs> but it might have been. Um he signed my book. He wrote the best book and if you've not read it, um it is called I have not. Uh, 
I, I can't, I, I recommend it to anyone. You don't have to be a big Marty Short fan. It's just a great memoir and it's clear he wrote it himself. It's, it's the kind of book that is very rare. When I read it, I literally, it will make you cry, cry, real oh. tears. And it will make you laugh out loud when you're reading it. And it just, it's so extraordinarily great and, and very much him. And he's such a good guy and uh, funny as hell and such a pro. I just love the guy so much. And, uh, oh, I was at 92nd Street Y with a friend uh-huh. of mine who was just cringing in a corner and just like, get, get, we've got to get you out of here before the police come. I, um, I had my book and I had him sign my book, which he signed to me. Uh, and I, I honestly think I might have said, I, I'm in love with you. I, I really hope I didn't. But he was very sweet and he, he, he gave me a hug and then pushed me off. And, and it, oh. was, uh, it, was a, it was a moment. But I, he has the best lines in Only Murders. He is, he is, oh. he is so committed to the bit. He is, his physical comedy is incredible. In He's also, the sarcasm that we both oh. watched the last episode, he was, that sarcasm, he's like, you need to make an exit. I mean, <laughs> just everything, oh God, every line reading, everything. I just sit there giggling like a schoolgirl. I think he is just so funny. It, I think he's so funny in so everything funny. he does. He's so funny. He's so funny in everything. He's so funny in the show. He's like a, he's had a, a long time ago had maybe a little bit of success as a theater director, but it's like flopped a million things. And, and he's, so he's this like <laughs> splash dramatic, the <laughs> splash the musical. <laughs> what really took him down. <laughs> took him down. Cause he wanted, he wanted to build a pool in the, like in a quick, like in the middle of the theater. Um, and like he and Steve Martin obviously have, the best like energy and com- comedic timing together. And Selena Gomez yes. fits right in. I got to say she is. Uh, I mean, I was so surprised. She's uh, she's so great. I don't know if you've ever seen spring breakers, but she was great in that. Um, highly recommend again, again, uh, when we go back to cancellation, we're talking James Franco in that movie. And it was crazy. <laughs> Anyway, I know I I have seen it and she's good. No. And, and I'm a Selena fan. Like I more of like her as a person even than like, yeah, I mean, I she she's got some bops, cool. but I also like her beauty brand. Um, oh my I used, God. It, this is embarrassing. I have never, uh, I didn't even realize she had a beauty brand. rare beauty. Cause it's not called mm. Selena Gomez. Um, it mm. does not even, it's like, uh, I, there's a liquid blush that I love and the luminizer. Those are the two things that I've used wow. that I actually own and purchased from Sephora. Um, but she's wow. wonderful in this and she brings like a raw, like a dry. Oh, yes. Very dry. Like she, her, humor. her reaction shots are fantastic. She just fits right. She fits in right with in. These two comedy legends, basically. Like really fits right in. And then there's all these guest stars like oh. you know, Amy Ryan, um, Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane, the genius of our time. He can do anything. The um we were kind of talking a little bit before about the uh the next to the last episode that's been on Hulu. Uh episode seven, uh, which gives you the backstory about Teddy and Theo Demas. Yeah. Going deep. Um, and it's all it's silent. It's silent. The whole and it it was weirdly I'm gonna say it was like powerful it was emotional it was so this was so refreshing 
I was like, wow, they're like doing things with this show. And it's <laughs> really, it really is yeah. like, I, I have been recommending it to everyone. Like, and I think I recommended it to my dad, my aunt and uncle. I recommend it to my friends, my age. I recommend it to people younger. Like it's just a, a charming show that also it's like, it has like a commentary too on like, well, true crime and like whatever, but like, yeah, like the, yeah. the most, the episode after the silent episode is called fan fiction. And it has like a lot to oh, say yes. about fandoms in a really funny way. Like very funny, um, very funny about like the, the sometimes toxicity of fandoms and standom and like all that stuff. And it's, but it's also just like very funny and there's, you know, there's some hijinks, but there's also some feeling and, I just couldn't like it's my favorite thing that I'm watching right now. I get very excited when they're because it's week to week. Like if you're if you start it now, you'll have a bunch of like eight episodes to watch. But um, Don't you maybe nine kind of by like, the time this airs. So, yeah, I have I find it's kind of comforting, like yes. a good sitcom, not a sitcom. It's beyond a sitcom, but uh, but it gives you the feeling thing. that that did, you know, like, yeah, I mean, I've. Uh, I've talked to you about this. Amber's talked to you about this, but we're obsessed with the show Dave, which is also on Hulu. And I weirdly, totally different show. Oh my God. Not for everybody. Yes. Yes. Um, But I find Dave in the same way because I love the characters. Yeah. Same in a similar, like I want them in my living room. Like I love them. And I've watched episodes multiple times of both shows because it's just comforting. And I love those characters so much. And it's so delightful. And um, after I watched Chappelle last night, I actually (laughs) ended up watching Murders in the building because I just felt like I wanted like that. Like blank. Yeah. You know it's, what I mean? It's like a nice, like when you're getting into bed and going to sleep, it's like a nightcap or like whatever. It's like, it's very comforting, but it's also like really smart, really well done. Amazing performances. Like so funny. So, so funny. funny. Like, so clever. It, it's like sharp. Like, I think that's the thing too. If you do rewatch it, like there's probably little jokes that you missed or little like, absolutely, you know, cause there's like physical comedy. There's, and, and again, like I said, it's in New York. So it's like, feels like Super fall inside. in New York. It's very, um, and it feels very New York-y and like also the the costuming is amazing in the show. Like Selena's clothes also are incredible, interior, but like all of them, the interiors, like you really feel like, oh, this is definitely like an old cool and I mean old in a like cool way like Upper West Side apartment building like these are the kind of apartments that would be here these are the kind of people that would live in this building like Steve Martin's character like was was on TV for like eight seasons and a long long time ago (laughs) (laughs) but it's just it feels I'm like oh yeah this is absolute like you could just walk into certain like certain buildings you walk by on the Upper West Side and you'd be like these people all live in there and that totally makes sense oh and it's rando I mean, it's like uh, the building I live in. Well, the building I used to live in. I mean, you're an Upper West Sider. Oh, I'm a total Upper West Sider. I totally relate. And um, and it's like you could have some rando who's like lived uh, in the building for <laughs> 50 years or 40 years. Yeah. And then and then somebody else who literally is on Broadway. Yeah. Could live. Uh, and then I just met somebody in my elevator who was at the Olympics in the table tennis this is Division. why I, this is like New York is the best. My best like, friend Alyssa what? is a lifetime upper upper west sider too. And it's just like if I ever I was a downtown person, but like if I had ever lived uptown, obviously I would have been on the west side. I am not oh, an yeah. upper east sider. Um 
But yeah, it's just it's a delightful show. If you are not watching it, and we have that, we have we have left you very spoiler free there. So like, I still it, don't know. Yeah, because we don't we still the, don't know the yeah. answer. We thought we had an answer, mm-hmm. and we didn't have the. Uh, I the I honestly answer. like I, I I really don't know. Like I don't even have a clue who did it. Actually. I know. I know. And it's so it's it's just a really like, fun I, show. What's wrong with me? I, this is this is like a comedy show and I can't figure it out. Like I know. What? But I just want to figure everything out. Like I saw some like I follow like a million like astrology accounts on Instagram or whatever. And it's I'm a Scorpio. So like it's always just like one of them was like, you know, sparks joy. And it was like uncovering mysteries being confided in. And I was like, yes. <laughs> Yes. And yes. (laughs) And it was like, but it was like, does not spark joy sharing their own secrets. And I'm like, "Mm." Um, Mm. but yeah, I mean, we cannot recommend this show more. Yeah. We Uh, have lots of thumbs up. We we've talked about a lot of canceled men. Yeah. Can't, I mean, here we go. I didn't know it's we were going to do that. It, 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 you know, well, they're everywhere. <laughs> so they're, they, they really are. They're pretty inescapable. They, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they always were. They're just, we now we're talking about them in public. I can't believe I talked about James Franco twice. <laughs> I haven't even thought about that guy. <laughs> Me either. Like, when's the last time? You know, it happens. It happens. <laughs> well, where can people find you um, if they want to find more um, amazing content from you? Um, well, I think you could, you could check into Instagram at Gina way one where my id lives. I mean, basically I don't even, I only post beauty when I really believe in it. So it's really about a lot of pop culture. Yeah. It's pop culture. It's good pop culture vibes. It's just a lot of, um, my inner thoughts on that. Yeah. Same. That's well, that's my Instagram and this podcast. (laughs) Yes. You know, and what, what is it's just the best. Um, and, um, yeah. And then I'll have it. If you're a brand and you want to hire me, it's ginaway.com. Yeah. Ginaway.com. But um, my Instagram's. Yeah. Instagram for, for people listening is really fun. Her Instagram's so much fun. And then if you like Google her name, you can find a bunch of like lots of her articles. But I'll link out to that Botox article because it's. And awesome. I am. Um, yeah. And you could even see, if you go through my feed, you can see Martin Short's autograph on my book when he literally yeah, baby. Didn't have me arrest. And no arrest happened. It was no amazing. arrests. I- Listen, we're both arrest free. In terms of that stalking, yeah. I'm like, who knows how many watch lists I'm on? I don't care. I know. I wonder <laughs> how many publicists have my name like highlighted somewhere. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming on. This was the most fun. You'll have to come back. Maybe you and Amber will come back and we'll do like oh, a three. Watch out. We will. We will talk about Dave uh, till you can't take it anymore. Like that's uh, that's our obsession. I know, and so, I can't. Yeah. I, I we'll we'll do we'll we'll do a whole thing. I can't wait. But Ooh, we'll I we'll group it. text when I finish. I told you I would let you know when I finish that show. Um, the day is only going to go downhill from here, my friend. So thank you so much. That well, was a blast. I adore you. That was so much fun, and I will be right back. Thank you so much to Gina for coming on and chatting about all these things we both love. Definitely give her a follow. She is so funny and great on Instagram. And check out some of her work. Um, she's an excellent writer. Um, you know, at, as we recorded that episode literally like a day after the, the Chappelle show 
um, the latest uh, special had come out. And obviously we knew there was going to be a ton of discourse. So I would just, and there's been some really great writing and, and conversations, yes, on online and, and sometimes even on Twitter. Um, and a lot of voices that I think are important to hear from from different communities that um, felt under attack from from what Dave said in the special and and the fact that he was given a really big platform to to talk about some of those things and I think listening to some members of the Black queer and and transgender community about what what that meant to them and how that feels dangerous to them is really Im- important to to read as well as people who want to have like nuanced discussions about what has a place in comedy and what doesn't. I'm not here to tell you how to think about those things, but I think it's important to, um, as I said, to listen to people, um, watch the special for yourself, form your own opinion, of course. But then again, I, I always, um, when when people are presenting smart um, critical arguments, I think it's always great to read them, even um, however you end up feeling about it. Just taking in that information and like listening to to other people and other people's experiences that are different than your own and how they might see um, a piece of art or a piece of content and and have a different point of view on it. And I really enjoy reading um, and learning from from those points of view. So. I would say definitely do a dive into that after you after you watch the special. And um, as I said, there's so much stuff coming out that we're going to be talking about soon. So I'm really excited. Like spooky season is in full effect. So I can't wait to um, to take in all that stuff. Like I got to find some time. And until next week, you know, if you didn't watch Kim Kardashian SNL, I would say give it a give it a look the I really enjoyed like her monologue had some great jokes in it again she is not a stand-up comedian but I I knew Kimberly could do a good job and I thought she did a very good job and she was definitely a super good sport and a, she was game for obviously anything and she worked really hard at it which I think is something that you hear about Kim Kardashian she'll work hard at it so uh the monologue was great really funny I really enjoyed the people's court and I really because I will always enjoy a takedown of Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox, and then also mocking Courtney and Travis. It was, I'm all in on that. So check it out if you haven't. I I, I thought it was good. Um, and I will talk to you very soon. You can also follow We Have Notes on Instagram. It's at We Have Notes, or I am at Abby C. Gardner. I am at Abby Gardner on Twitter. And of course, you can sign up for the free newsletter on Substack. It's wehavenotes.substack.com, and that comes out on Fridays. It's just more, more of me. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye.